Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect, and I'm glad you're here. We have got a very practical and powerful conversation lined up today with our guest, Kevin Snow, on sales and marketing automation, integration, what's working, what's not, what you need to be thinking. This is one you'll probably want to grab a pen and notepad for because you're going to get a lot of ideas that are going to be really helpful in an area that has been frustrating to a lot of companies. And as we head into Q4, I just want to say a huge shout out to everybody. We've been saying you got to get it done in 2021, and it's happening. We're getting it done. The fourth quarter is upon us, and this is a time to drive and thrive and make sure we're going to finish the year strong. And so in light of that, I just want to give a huge shout out to the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. This is a challenge geared for sales professionals. And if you are a sales professional, have a sales team in your organization, you want to definitely make sure they know about the 2021 Trust Building Challenge. It's the first week in October, and it is going to be packed with uh, ideas, inspiration, and most of all, practical action that you can put to work right away to grow trust with your prospects. I'm excited about the guests. I get to co-host this with my good friend, Larry Levine. And you're going to leave with all kinds of, of action items. And all of it's going to drive more sales in Q4. So you definitely want to check that out. The 2021 Trust Building Challenge. Just go to www.2021trustchallenge.com. And by the way, if you have a sales team and you want to boost results, I want to say a special thanks to this episode's sponsor, Selling from the Heart. You've got to get to know Selling from the Heart if you have a sales team. And what's great about Selling from the Heart is how it takes a different approach to driving sales. The goal is to build trust quickly with clients and prospects through authenticity. And the results? More effective prospecting, higher close rates, and more referrals. And best of all, Selling from the Heart works with your existing sales model. So to learn more, just visit www.sellingfromtheheart.net. And make sure to listen to me and my co-host on the Selling from the Heart podcast, Larry Levine, each Saturday morning. Well, we have, as I promised, a great episode lined up for today. Our guest who we'll bring on in just a moment is Kevin Snow. He's the founder and CEO of Time on Target, an Army veteran, an entrepreneur, a sales geek, and a serious technology geek as well. His expertise is exactly what we need today, which is helping businesses take their sales and marketing automation processes to a higher level. And so Kevin knows how to integrate digital with sales processes in an authentic and professional way. He shows people what they've been missing, and he's going to show us today. So welcome, Kevin, to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me, Daryl. I'm really excited to be on your show. Oh boy, technology, sales and marketing technology integration. So I know uh, I know some people are like, oh no, these two guys are going to nerd out. But I promise <laughs> this is going to be high level and it's going to be high impact. So if you're a sales leader or marketing leader or own a company, the stuff we're going to talk about 
is really critical to organization success right now, isn't it? Well, everyone's trying to do more with less and they're trying to be more time efficient. And and with everyone being stuck at home, it's, it's not like as a sales guy, I can go out and meet with clients at, like I did before. So you have to find better ways to engage and to keep the sales process moving because it's just really too easy, especially with Zoom calls and everything that's going on for people to just kind of zoom out and not actually get all the information that as a salesperson, I really want them to have. Yeah. So obviously the the pandemic was a massive shift. All of a sudden, um, you know, our face-to-face sales teams found themselves screen to screen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now all of a sudden we're zooming um, and, uh, and all of that. And so it seems like, I'm just curious what your experience was with the companies you serve, like companies that were lazy about sales and marketing technology um, got a pretty big cold glass of water when the pandemic started. Yeah, I became really busy last March and April because now there are all these businesses who are like, well, you know, the old ways are working for us. We don't need to do all this digital stuff. They're now behind, they're behind the eight ball because mm-hmm. they hadn't set up this digital storefront that allowed them to uh, do effective prospecting, effective lead nurturing, and to keep their salespeople engaged in the sales process. And now they were trying to catch up to all the businesses who had been investing for the last decade and building out this infrastructure that allowed them to really do, do, do the shift. But it was seeming, you know, it was seamless for them. They're just like, oh, well, I'm going to be calling from my my home now instead of from my office, big deal. And it, it was really simple for some companies. It was a major pain for a lot of other companies. It seemed like a really good lesson for everyone going forward to make sure you have your technology and your data ducks in a row. Um, I'm curious now that we're we're hopefully making this shift and it's a bumpy road, obviously, in all of this, it seems like the world that we are going to emerge into and are emerging into is different um, than uh, the quote unquote good old days, if you will. Um, I'm curious, what what is what are you seeing companies doing that you're working with that is really really working well? Where you know we've we've had a year year and a half now in this in this environment. What's what's really working well when it comes to sales and marketing technology alignment? So it's really key for that business that's trying to implement some sort of uh, automation, whether it be a CRM or email marketing or anything of the sort, to actually understand how their process works. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest hurdle that I saw with most of the clients who were trying to get into the digital automation uh, world last March was that they didn't actually understand the process. They didn't understand how their salespeople were selling. In a lot of cases, they had salespeople that were selling completely different from each other. There wasn't a standard process of how to do it. And for your automation to work effectively, there needs to be that understanding. There needs to be that baseline of, all right, so here's how we sell. Here's how we know we can sell our product effectively. So we're gonna give you these tools with the understanding that, hey, you're going to tweak the in-person stuff to fit your, your personality, but you're still within this framework that we know works. And a lot of small businesses never think about that. When you talk to the owners, like, well, I I go sell. Awesome, thank you, that that doesn't help me at all. (laughs) So let's let's dive a little deeper. And and it it takes a lot of questioning and uh, making them think about, right, so what do you say? Now what happens next? Now what do you have to do when you get back to the office? And they say, wow, there's all this stuff going on that I didn't realize that 
happen in the sales process. And then we then my I can get to work, say, all right, we're gonna automate this. You don't need to do this part anymore. We're gonna automate this content going out. You don't have to do this anymore and make it easier for the salespeople to sell and make it easier for business owners to run and grow a business. And that right there, just to pause on this whole idea of process or for my good Canadian friends, process, um, you know, this is, uh, we had a good joke at the beginning because Kevin is from uh, Minnesota and I always joke, my friends in Minnesota are more Canadian than uh, where I grew up. But, you know, if, if you think about this whole thing with process, business runs on process. I mean, your accounting department, I hope they have processes, your HR department, yep. you know, all these shipping and receiving but you get to sales and marketing, and I said this in Revenue Growth Engine, it's like the Wild West in sales and marketing. And so, you know, all of a sudden you get jolted into a new situation. If you don't have that process documented, um, then you're kind of flying out there on your own. And it really ties your hands in terms of your ability to pivot, but also your ability to scale. And uh, I think if, if one thing that was a real benefit of this last year and people having to really look at things hopefully, uh, and if you're listening and hopefully you <laughs> documented your sales process and hopefully um, sales and marketing leaders got in the same room to talk about it so it's all aligned and, and coming together. Um, this documenting of processes is uh, it's high leverage activity. Well, and you said something that's really important, having the sales and the marketing people in the room together to put together, hey, here's how... Mm -hmm. As a company, we sell because, you know, as much as sales and marketing like to beat heads against each other and it's your fault and it's your fault, they have the same job. Their mm -hmm. job is to sell stuff. Whatever your company's stuff is, their job is to make it move and to make mm -hmm. it leave the building. And they just have work at different parts of the process. And you, they need to work together cooperatively to understand how the process flows so the clients and the prospects are moving from the marketing, the nurturing side into the active sales side at the right time. You know, that was the number one thing for me as a salesperson was I would get people who weren't ready to talk to me when I get leads from marketing or they didn't even match my my target client base of who I'm supposed to be selling to as a corporate B2B rep for a company. Yeah, I, I need a phone for me and my wife. What? That why? Why are you sending me these? Well, they're qualified right. leads. Yes, not for your B2B team. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that that alignment of the sales process and then that discussion um, of bringing bringing all together and, and thinking about what is a good opportunity look like? Yeah. What are we going to do when when something isn't a qualified opportunity or isn't ready yet? How are we going to handle that? And that stuff all gets mapped out on paper or the digital whiteboard or whatever flowchart before, ideally, before you start setting yeah. stuff up in the software, right? Exactly. You need to have that, that framework of, all right, so here's how a prospect moves through our, our sales process. And uh -huh. here's what happens at each step of the way. And the big thing for them is really they need to understand what the triggers are for that prospect to be ready to move to that next step. That's what's going to really solve the forecasting and the the issues that people have with their sales process is, you know, as salespeople, we're like, oh yeah, this is for sure gonna close this month. We are always best wishes and, and hopes and dreams right. for what's gonna close, but is it really? And mm -hmm. having those triggers identified, all right, so all these things that happen, they're actually at this stage now 
allows you to have that much more realistic forecast. It allows you to make sure you're sending the right information through that automation that the client's ready for. So yeah, that you're you not pushing them. It's like, oh, you need to be here. You go here, go here. Well, I'm not ready. Stop. Leave me alone. You're, 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 you're closing too hard. Yeah, it, it's just I'm having flashbacks to watching the Olympics a couple months ago. I love watching kayaking and canoeing or you can think of skiing, right? Yep. You got to hit the gates if you don't hit the gate. Um, and I'm pandering to someone from northern Minnesota now talking about kayaking <laughs> and canoeing. But you got to hit the gate or you don't get the points. And, you know, we get stuff in the sales pipeline and we go, why is this stuff not closing? Well, did you hit the gates along the way? Yep. Did you hit the trigger points? And but you don't if you don't have the course marked out with the sales process, you don't know if you hit the gates. And so this is really, really powerful. And and for those, uh, you know, taking notes here, you know, circle this one. Have we mapped out our sales process? Have we worked on it together with sales and marketing? Um, so, and this was what the sales and marketing alignment challenge we did uh, earlier this year. We'll probably do it again next year because it was so powerful just getting everybody in the room working together and thinking about this what else did uh, what else is working well what else did you learn um and see organizations doing well and right now coming out of this into the new world well it's it's a lot of designing content you know especially for mm -hmm. the companies that didn't have the digital footprint they're like oh we need we need content now that's the number one thing even for companies that have that digital architecture infrastructure and they have some process built out you know the number one thing that sucks a salesperson's time is trying to find the right content to send a client at the right time mm -hmm. so working with that when you're developing that sales process and you're putting together hey here's how our automation is going to flow and here's what's going we're going to send is really understanding at each of those gates what information your client needs what type of content they're looking for. Are they trying to, is it late in the sales process so they're looking to confirm their decision and feel good about what they're about to do and how they're gonna spend money? Are they trying to, is it early in the cycle and they're trying to figure out, do we even have a problem? Is this something we need to talk about or, and spend time on? And making sure you're sending it at the right point. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of times for salespeople, it's like, oh, this is a really cool, uh, collateral piece, I'm going to send it off and I hope it helps. Uh, but if, <laughs> right. but if you've mapped it out and you understand, all right, so here's the types of collateral, here's when they traditionally work best in the process. And here's what my clients have told me they were actually looking for during the sales process. You can actually integrate the right content. You can spend the right amount of time and money building good content that's actually going to perform. I think that's so smart. You know, it's I'm having uh, flashbacks, to the revenue growth strategy workshops I get to be a part of. And when you map out that process then you start going, well, what is that? You know, you start put put yourself in the mind of the buyer. What are they thinking? What are their yep. questions? And you're right. I mean, we do. You know, I remember back in the day and I'm going to date myself because when I started selling, we had calling cards and pay phones and fax yep. in orders. Um, but I remember I used to carry around in my car the whole folder full of brochures, right? Yep. And so you'd walk, you'd get ready to walk and you're like, what brochure? I'll stick this one, this one, this one. And give them a brochure. Well, that was stupid, right? What a waste of paper. Well, we do the same thing with digital. We're like, here, have this, have this. Yep. Here's maybe, maybe someone will read something that'll resonate and stick instead of thinking strategically like, where are they in their buyer's journey and what questions might they have that we could proactively answer? And uh, I'm just, you know, shout out to Marcus Sheridan, 
the work they ask you answer. I think it's such a profound framework to be able to think about from a content standpoint, let's stop bragging about our companies. Let's start thinking about what people need to know and what they've been asking us at each stage. And then let's put that, let's put that in the automation system and we'll actually get some results out of this thing. Yeah, that, you know, what do they ask us? That is a huge mm-hmm. question that I always ask my clients as we're trying to figure out what their process is. What are your prospects saying to you? What questions do they always have for you? And is it always at this point of the of the process? If it is, then may, do we need to get them that info earlier so that they're not asking it? And the best way to find that out, and which surprises a lot of my clients, is you need to talk to your, your clients. You're right. And it was like, yeah, we're going to interview all your all your clients and a bunch of people who said no. And they're like, what? Yeah, we're going to talk to people and we're going to ask them about how you sold to them and what they liked and what they didn't like and get feedback. And they're going to actually tell us how they want to be sold instead of just going to the salespeople and saying, all right, so how do you sell? And now we replicate that and hope it works, which is what most businesses do when they get to the point of, oh, we need a documented process. Let's talk to the salespeople. Which brings up something that I think is really important to just note here is how important it is to review your content on a regular basis. Yep. And I'm, I'm remembering at the beginning of of uh, of the COVID crisis when you know obviously things shut down, we're all uh, everyone goes home and it's all concern about the future. And how many companies had their marketing automation and sales automation set up with emails that th- said things like. In today's exploding economy, it's imperative <laughs> that you know, and you go, Oh no, right? Yeah. But how you know, have you looked at that now that now and wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening to this, you know, we're in a very fluid environment here in every industry. Have you gone back and looked at your automated email sequences and your nurturing and your website and to make sure that all that stuff is buried deep inside uh, the catacombs of your marketing and sales automation system actually is relevant and not going to make you look like a complete idiot. Cause this is um, this is something that I see a lot of companies missing is a, a, a cycle to go through and review all of this on a regular basis to make sure it's not outdated. So the easiest way for a business to actually get into that, a habit of going back and reviewing what's going on in their automations on a regular basis is to set up split testing. Hmm. And to be having content that you're testing against each other. So that on, you know, every so often, you know, maybe it's quarterly, all right, we're gonna go look at stuff, we're gonna see how things are performing. It's like, ooh, this doesn't read quite as well as it did three months ago. Let's make that we're going to have to make some changes, but right. then at least you're actually looking at what you have. It's too easy, especially for smaller businesses to create this really cool automation stuff and they sweet, leave it and forget it. And we're good. We have stuff running and I'm going to go do the other thing that I need to do as a business owner. And, and then it just sits there and you never go back and look at it. Yeah, and you gotta I, make a meeting with yourself to sit yeah. down and do that, right? But if if you have things set up where you're consistently trying to improve and you're looking mm-hmm. at results, and then you're consistently looking at your content, and you're able to make those changes and those catches, all right. Well, we need to change this because we're not going to do this product anymore, or we're now have hey, we have the new version of this, so we need to update these. I'm glad we looked at this; we wouldn't have thought about it. Type situation. So, 
Yeah, really, really critical thing to have on your calendar. We all, you know, what most companies do, employee reviews, your website yep. and your marketing automation, they need to be reviewed as well and see what's working, what's not, and um, what's out of date that's going to make you look like an idiot. So, yep. so true. Well, I'm curious. So I, as we're chatting through this, I know one of the questions that is huge in the mind, especially of sales leaders, but also marketing leaders as well, is user adoption. You can't go through a sales and marketing technology conversation without user. And by user, I'd mean sales rep adoption yep. and usage of it. Where, how do you, how do you look at uh, driving adoption and, and what's working, what's not? So the number one way that you drive adoption of any technology or any sales initiative is that you actually have the salespeople involved leading up to the rollout. If they're not involved in the in the process development plan, if they're not having those conversations, if they're not getting to, hey, we're testing out some different CRMs, hey, we want you two guys to play with this one and you to play with this one, then we're going to swap. If they're not involved in that decision, being able to give their feedback, they're going to feel like it's just getting rammed down their throat and they're going to be like, yeah, whatever. And they may try it, but most likely they're going to go right back to what they did before. But if they're involved in the process throughout and they're feeling heard, they're going to say, wow, this is really cool stuff. I'm, you know, let's do this. And they're going to be excited to have the new content and the new capabilities. It's when it's like, all right, CEO says we're going to use this CRM. Then it's like, really? Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't been in the field for decades and he's telling us what we need to do our job yeah. better. I mean, just such a such an incredible idea to actually get the sales team involved in uh, selecting and designing yep. and all of that and getting the criteria down. Really, really smart. Well, Rev, oh, go ahead. I was going to say one of the clients, one of my first clients that I ever worked with, we were doing a rehab for them, basically coming in and fixing a bunch of stuff going on in the in the program. And one of them was going to be the process. And before we even got into any of that, we kind of had the, the bull session where they all got the, you know, we don't have this and, and that. And we, we found, all right, easy win. We're going to give them some updated collateral pieces. We're going to have updated branding. We're going to do some cool stuff. And poof, here you go. And they're like, oh, this is all awesome. And now they're like excited. And then we got to be able to pull them in and start doing the heavy lifting. But it's because, you know, they got, they felt like they're being heard. Mm -hmm. And they're actually getting what they felt was important to be able to be in front of a client and be professional. And th then they were all about all the changes and doing new stuff and looking and trying to do different things because we, we got some and it worked. This is what we wanted. So let's, let's try more. Really great perspective. Well, as we wrap up, one of the things that I love uh, is a regular topic on the revenue growth podcast is innovation. So I'm just curious as you're looking forward, and boy, this the technology world, we could probably talk about this uh, for a whole other episode. Maybe we will. What innovations do you see that are, are coming into market right now that you think are going to have a profound impact on sales and marketing in the next couple of years? I think right now the sales AI world is really at that Fortune 100, maybe starting to seep into the Fortune 500 world. You're seeing some really rudimentary artificial intelligence and automation tools that are being used at the small and medium sized business level. But I think that's gonna become more profound and the ability to actually be um, 
able to use your system to send things based on behavior and be really, you know, right now the, what we can do is really macro. Hey, they visited this web page, mm -hmm. so we're going to send this thing. But to be able to look at, you know, the trends, hey, this client's been doing this, they've been doing this, they've been doing this, we need to send this and have the system automatically react to a trend is going to become much more prevalent in what you see in your in your day-to-day -day automation tools. You know, the high-end ones that, you know, IBM uses, Microsoft uses for their their sales and marketing already does it because they're mm -hmm. building these huge databases and they're, you know, they have people that they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hey, I need you to make this work. Mm -hmm. But I think that's eventually going to start coming down to our level and you're going to see a lot smarter content development and content uh serve service to the end user wow this it is exciting and i was reading if you if anyone wants to read a little bit more the the latest issue i guess it'd be the august issue of the harvard business review had a really great article on ai and sales and marketing just to give you some even categories to be able to think about that we'll have to have you back next year kevin to talk more <laughs> about um all that's going on in that was as we get ready to wrap, any final words of wisdom for our sales and marketing leaders out there? Maybe some encouragement that there is hope yeah. you can do this. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's exactly where I was going to go. It's like, don't be scared of the technology. As a, a small or medium business owner, you wearing a lot of hats can be really overwhelming. It's like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff. Pick one thing. Pick something simple to start with. Maybe it is following up, doing a one email follow-up sequence after a uh, initial meeting, mm -hmm. and you send out that one email, and you get you do that, and then add to it and build onto it. Don't try and do the huge, you know, fifteen-step, multiple message, all multiple branch campaign. Start with something small and just and and start using it and and track what works and what doesn't make changes and then continue to add and build. And eventually you'll have that big, really cool campaign that's freeing up a ton of time. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, I, I want to say thank you. We'll put your uh, contact links in the show notes because I know uh, our listeners are probably going to have more questions for you. But uh, just on behalf of everybody in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience, sincere thank you for sharing time with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. I look forward to having some more. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, this one, I told you it was going to be practical. This one is very practical. And I think for everybody listening in, there are things that you need to do. If you haven't mapped your processes, get together sales and marketing, map your processes. Um, if you want more resources on that, go to revenuegrowthengine.net and click on the sales and marketing alignment challenge. And yeah, there is a great session in there um, on technology alignment that I think will be really helpful to you. And just in general, let's get together on that. Let's look at our content as well. Another thing that needs to happen on a regular basis. Well, once again, this has been extremely practical at the Revenue Growth Podcast. We're committed to bringing you actionable ideas to help you grow your revenue, to accelerate your success and drive results. A huge thank you to our friends at Selling from the Heart. Make sure to check out the 2021 Trust Building Challenge coming up in early October at 2021trustchallenge.com. Thank you to everybody who's leaving reviews. And comments on the podcast that helps us spread the word. Thank you for sharing us on social. And until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. 
Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.